this program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website cityofmidlandmi.gov slash mctv. The following presentation of the Midland City Council will begin in a moment. The Midland City Council is the city's legislative body that sets policies, approves budgets, determines tax rates, and adopts ordinances and resolutions to govern the city. It is made up of five elected officials that represent the wards in which they reside, and councilmen are elected to two-year terms. The mayor is elected from among the council members by vote of the city council. City council meetings are held at 7 p.m. two Mondays per month in council chambers at City Hall. This presentation is provided by the MCTV Network, a service of the City of Midland. Replays of this meeting can be found on MGTV Channel 188 on Charter Spectrum, through Channel 99 on at and Uverse, or on demand at www.cityofmidlandmi.gov. Select meetings are available on MCTV Network's Government Affairs Podcast Channel. Okay, good evening and welcome to our October 9th, 2023 meeting of City Council. Please stand and join us for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, Lacey, would you please call roll? Honorable Mayor Donker. Here. Councilman Brown Wilhelm. Councilman Wasbinski. Here. Councilman Solar. Here. Councilman Arnoski. Here. All right, thank you very much. Does anyone in council have a conflict of interest with anything that's on this evening's agenda? No, Madam Mayor. Okay. No. Seeing none, then we'll move on to the consent agenda. All resolutions marked with an asterisk are considered to be routine and will be enacted by one motion. There will be no separate consideration of these items unless a council member or citizen so request during the discussion stage of the motion to adopt the consent agenda as indicated. If there is even a single request, the item will be removed from the consent agenda without further motion and considered in its listed sequence in regular fashion. Can we have a motion to accept the consent agenda? So moved. Okay. Second. All right, first and second. Would anyone like an item removed from the consent agenda? All right, anyone from the public want an item removed from the consent agenda? Seeing none, then all in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, that passes 5-0. All right, that takes us down to public comment. This is an opportunity for people to address council on issues relevant to council business, but not on the consent agenda. Um, is there anyone that has any public comment to make? If so, please remember that Diva said come up, stand on the blue mat, address council. If not, okay, then we'll move on. And that takes us to item number three, which is um, regarding the master plan. And Mr. Kane is here to tell us about that. Thank you, Mayor Donker. Here tonight to share a little bit with council and with the general public about our master plan uh, process and our proposed draft plan that's now available for public review. So. Our master plan, uh, as proposed, is called Midland City Modern. It's a, a new master plan for the city of Midland 
This would be the city's seventh master plan in our history upon adoption. Uh, it's been prepared in accordance with the requirements of the Michigan Planning Enabling Act, which is the state statute that governs uh, local government's planning activities and actually requires local governments to adopt a master plan and update that plan, um, or at least review it for update every five years. This draft plan articulates a consensus vision for Midland through the year 2050, which was our planning horizon identified for the project. The plan includes actionable steps to address community priorities and ensure the long-term success and prosperity of Midland. Um, right up front in the plan document, uh, folks will find the implementation section, which includes um, those steps. It also includes policies to guide land use and transportation decisions, which is a key part of the Planning Enabling Act's requirements for a master plan in Michigan. It also provides a framework to inform other policy and programming decisions on a wide range of issues that impact the community. And it can provide a tool to inform decision-making by community partners. We've really tried to wrap this plan around the community's vision statement uh, together forward bold, and that includes how we've wrapped this plan uh, in a cover uh, that is uh, emblematic of a mural downtown related to that vision statement. So sort of talking about the philosophy of what the plan talks about. Uh, one of the things that was a uh, focus area for the plan was the economy. And we know that economic growth is gonna require ongoing effort. Uh, there are a variety of areas that were identified through the planning process as being important to economic growth. And that included housing, childcare, placemaking, utility infrastructure, education, transportation, and incentives and enhancement programs in no particular order, although I will say we certainly heard quite a bit about housing and childcare through this process. And you'll find actionable goals related to those areas within the implementation section of the plan. We also spoke quite a bit about the natural features that are an essential part of Midland's identity. And those included managing stormwater, minimizing flood risk to the community, focusing on the health and function of our rivers, creeks, and water bodies, protecting wetlands, protecting and enhancing the city's tree canopy. And I didn't know Bart was gonna be here tonight. He skipped out, he missed that. I'm sure he'd love that particular goal this evening. And then finally, remediating contaminated sites. So I mentioned really the most important part of this plan is the implementation section because that provides us with a roadmap to work towards the vision for the future. There are four implementation areas identified within the plan. 39 implementation goals and 159 specific implementation strategies. The impl implementation section also includes the future land use map and plan and the future transportation map and plan, which will help to guide future city decision making on those two important areas. So what comes next? Tonight, we're here to ask council to release the plan for public review and comment for a 63 day review period, which is required by the Michigan Planning Enabling Act. That requirement includes providing written notice to certain entities that are identified within the act, which includes, uh, among others, adjacent townships, counties, road agencies, utility companies, and our regional planning agency. How can the public participate in this adoption process? Um, as I mentioned, the plan is already out there for review and it's posted online at midlandcitymodern.com. We also have hard copies available for folks to review at both City Hall and the library. Comments may be submitted through the website. We have an online web form um, that's very easy to find or via email to citymodern at midland-mi.org. And I'm happy to say we're already receiving comments uh, by virtue of having that plan posted for about a month now for public inspection already. And we do have an open house event scheduled for November 9th here at City Hall. More details to come on that. 
Our tentative adoption schedule, we're just three steps into that schedule. We uh, started with the Planning Commission's referral of the plan to City Council back in September. Uh, Council will recall that we met in joint session with the Planning Commission on the 27th to discuss the draft plan. We anticipate mailing the 63-day notices this week, having our open house in the middle of that 63-day review period, and that review period concluding at some point in mid-December, depending on when those notices um, get out the door this week. Um, at the conclusion of that review period, we'll be compiling those comments, preparing final plan edits. The Planning Commission will have to hold a minimum of one public hearing on the plan before they're able to consider adoption, and we anticipate that those final edits, that public hearing, and adoption will take place in early 2024. So with that before you this evening is a resolution that would release the proposed plan for the required 63-day review and comment period. It would direct the planning director, me, to provide notice in accordance with the Michigan Planning Enabling Act, and it does require a three-fifths vote. I'd welcome any questions, Madam Mayor. Okay, any questions for Mr. Kane? Just a clarification, you said the 63-day notices are gonna be mailed out, that's just to those particular organizations that you put up there and everything. The citizens aren't going to get a letter on this, correct? That's correct. But we will use all of our typical communication uh, channels, including the mailing list that we've developed for this project over the last two years to alert people to the fact that the plan is available um, for them to review and provide comment on. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, with respect to the implementation strategies, there's 159 of them. Can you maybe elaborate on the vetting process? How did it decide which of those got adopted or do you basically adopt all of them that were provided through the input sessions and so forth? Just if you could elaborate on that a little bit. Sure, so that's a great question. So uh, backing up on the process, phase one of the project looked at identifying big picture areas of focus for the plan. Uh, we took those big picture areas identified in phase one and asked the planning commission to take the first cut at developing uh, focus areas, specific strategies that would relate to those focus areas. And so they did that through three special meetings that were held in October, November, and December of last year. Upon the completion of their draft of those strategies, we put those out to the public in a couple different ways. So we first put out uh, two surveys to the public, a long and a short survey. A long survey that was based on all of the ideas that the Planning Commission had developed for those focus areas. The short that was based just on the priorities that the Planning Commission had identified from their initial brainstorming on those areas. We also based our pizza and planning activity, which was our meeting in a box, around that short version of the survey. So looking at what the Planning Commission's initial prioritization of goals looked like. Um, and so we, we pulled those things together um, and eventually used the prioritization that came out of those exercises um, in part, as well as our open house activities. We did prioritization at the open house events as well to give the public a chance to decide kind of what their top uh, priorities were. And we looked at what those top priorities were and built the plan around them. The one thing I want you to make sure to distinguish, there's goals and then there's the strategies. Sure. And the, the goals, you know, okay, I, I see those and uh, for the most part understand where they're coming from, but the strategies, what the answer you just gave me applies to the strategies or the goals? A little bit of both. So you know, going through this process, not everything uh, that was brought to us was uh, drilled down to a strategy level. And then we had some ideas that were you know, very narrowly focused. And so in some cases, we were, we were generally looking to aggregate the implementation strategies into goal areas and then the goal areas into larger 
the four goal areas that are identified in the implementation section of the plan. So there was a little bit of kind of movement up and down for certain items um, that maybe needed some actionable steps to make them uh, a reality and then other items that kind of needed to fall into a goal statement so that they had a home within the plan. Um, so I wouldn't say that it was 100% one or the other, but where we started with the planning commission was largely implementation strategies. Okay, so those strategies <clears throat> reflect both input from the community and individual input from the planning commission members. That's correct, and, and again, those, uh, the development of the strategies by the planning commission in phase two was based in large part on what they heard from the community during phase one of the project, which included multiple public events and surveys uh, to get initial feedback on what the community's uh, big picture priorities were. Okay. You said this was the seventh one? Was there any one thing that came through on all the six previous and this one too? <laughs> you know, is there a core group, you know? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, the original city master plan back to 1928 uh, was actually developed by the Kiwanis Club of Midland, which is pretty uh, unique. And um, it was a time when a lot of communities around the country were getting very focused on planning. And a lot of the things you'll see in that plan carry through really every um, plan moving forward. There's an emphasis on flood prevention strategies in that plan, knowing that flooding was already a challenge for the community even back in 1928. Um, there was discussion about uh, streets and roads and development. And so if you think about the city as it would have existed at that time, um, you know, we're primarily talking about the area within Carpenter Street being really the outer bounds of Midland. And that street network is a little disjointed. Things don't quite line up the way you might expect. And that was observed by the folks in Midland at that time. And they said, you know, we need to have a stronger set of regulations that's gonna ensure as this community grows and expands in the future, that it's done in a more logical fashion, that we have space for parks, that we have the streets that connect and that are easily navigable, um, that they're wide enough to handle expected traffic volumes traffic already being an issue. So you see some of those things have really carried through almost 100 years now as being issues uh, that the community's focused on. You have access to all of those? Yeah, we don't have them all digitized, but like we I do. I just love to see the picture of the map of the city of Midland for every, every one of them. Yeah, like, well, absolutely. We well, we had some of them out here at the joint meeting. We'll definitely have those out. We've, we bring those with us to most events because it is helpful context to understand where we've been so we can think about where we're headed. Uh, but we'd have to be happy to share with them. Someday we're going to get those digitized. Um, I'd like to get those all up on the web because they are really fascinating. Um, and if anyone wants to see one in particular, I'd be happy to share it with you. Do they have those at the library? I would imagine that they do. I found them in the archives here at City Hall um, and or in the archives that are my office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've, we've been able to compile uh, everything through those efforts. but. Um, most of the copies I have are the original, the file copies, and so that's part of my hesitance to digitize because, well, I'm sure someone else could do that safely without harming the documents. I'm pretty sure I'm not that person, so okay. <laughs> we need to figure that out. Um, so you so, mentioned you know, the open house and you said more to come. Could you just tell me what the goal of the open house is? So the goal of the open house will be to answer questions about the plan and to share the major um, points within the plan. So to talk about the goals and implementation strategies that are contained within the plan, give people a chance to review those and answer, ask any questions they might have. So we can talk a little bit about what the plan might mean for the future and then provide people for an opportunity to provide their comments. Okay, so is this an opportunity? I mean, is this a both during the day and in the evening? So every if people who want, 
you know, don't like to be out at night can come during the day and people who work can come at night or? Yeah, it's a great yeah. question. So we have the, the chamber reserved for the entire day. Uh, we haven't determined the exact time frame that the event will take place, but it is our intention to make it available to as many folks as possible. And so, and the goal of the open house is to Help get, people learn more about the plan, give them a chance to interact with us as staff, as well as each other, and then to leave comments on the plan while they're here. Okay. So that, those, if I wanted to make a comment on the plan, you would want that in writing for me? Or are they just gonna tell somebody that? Um, we, I, we would certainly prefer to capture them in writing so okay. that we don't lose track of anything that we've heard. Mm -hmm. And again, ultimately our goal, if it's a, if it's an error in the plan, if we've misstated a number or we've got a spelling error, certainly we don't need to take that to the planning commission. Um, but if there are more substantive comments or questions, we'd want to gather those together so the planning commission has an opportunity to review all the public feedback um, before they prepare any final amendments to the plan. Okay, so other than the open house, what other ways can people make comments on this plan? So um, the best way would be to go online to the website where the plan is hosted. Um, and on the, the main landing page, if you scroll down past the plan, there's a web form, just requires your name and you can put your comments in there. Um, and a lot of people are already using that tool. Um, you can certainly email staff directly, but we have been using the city modern email um, in order to um, gather those comments uh, collectively. Um, we'll also be continuing our pop-up events, again, more to come, mm -hmm. but as a way to get out in the community and give people a chance to come up and um, you know, shake my hand and pat me on the back or yell at me or anything in between. Um, people can share their thoughts on the plan uh, in a casual conversational setting like we've used throughout the engagement process. And will the comments be available to the general public to see or just the planning commission and, and yourself or? Sure, so I mean, anything that's available to the planning commission is available to the public. So when their comments are compiled, those will be shared with the planning commission through their packet. So those will be publicly available. At the end though, comments. or, or throughout the, the process? That'd be at the end of the review period would be our intention to put the comments out when they're all compiled. So we've already had a joint work session. Once you have all the comments compiled and determined what modifications can you review those with council again? Because a lot of those projects and things later on will come before us for support. So it'd be good to really know, hey, what have been the big changes and what's the final version gonna look like? Sure. I know we don't vote on approving it, but it'd be good to know. Sure. My initial thought on that is that we'll have the planning commission do the first cut on the comments mm -hmm. and determine right. what major changes they'd like to see to the plan. And then we'll figure out the best approach to bring those items before council okay. to make sure that you're comfortable before the plan moves forward with the um, rest of the adoption procedure. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Any other questions for Mr. K? Okay. Appreciate okay. it. Yep. Thank Any you. comments from the public? All right, seeing none, Lacey, will you please read the resolution? This resolution approves distribution of the proposed City of Midland Master Plan in accordance with the Michigan Planning Enabling Act. We have a motion to accept the resolution. So moved. Second. Yeah, first and second. Any discussion on this? Okay, seeing none, all in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, that passes 5-0. That takes us down to new business. Does anyone in council have any new business? Okay, um, any new business? Would, would you, was that at all? Was that no, about this? That's for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Councilman Ernoski had, um, had noticed earlier, or last week, or I'm not quite sure I when. Think was, I think it was Friday. 
Friday. Okay. Um, that there is at the current time, there's a request for public uh, improvement request that's out by the city. This is an opportunity for members of the public, um, if they have either public water and sewer service questions or projects that they would like to see take place, um, that they can submit those comments specifically to the city engineering department. If there are any remaining gravel streets in the city that they would like to see paved, again, an opportunity for them to submit those for consideration. Um, just to be clear, it doesn't mean we absolutely will do them, but at least we will review um, and consider them. But this is an opportunity leading into our capital improvement plan um, to bring those to the attention of staff so that they can be considered together with all of the other projects that will take place around the city, um, not only next year, but under a capital improvement plan over the next six year period of time. So those notices are out right now. Um, I didn't check to see what the actual deadline for that. Did that is. include streets or just water and sewer? So it's it's water and streets or any gravel streets essentially, or it, it could be in general because it is capital improvement plan. So we would consider those in general, but specifically we asked for public water and sewer or um, gravel street improvements. So we're only talking gravel. That's streets. why I'm trying yeah, to get the clarification you, here. You can bring them in if, yeah. if there are other streets. Um, well, people again, have comments about streets. Yeah, right. they do. <laughs> I mean, that's I've I've heard a lot of those in this in this process, and I say, well, we do have money to do streets. Here's what we don't have. We don't have a very long season for doing streets in, and we compete for the same workers with other communities across the mm -hmm. state. So that's right. the that's the tough part because we'd all like a lot more streets being done, but there's the realistic aspect of that also. Right. You said also, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and, and that's uh, why I caution, um, just because there's a, a new request comes in, we actually are looking six years into the future with our road projects at all times, including the water and sewer components of those roads. Um, and so those are programmed, they can change and, and they can be, they can differ um, based on priorities or issues that might emerge or emergency um, situations that arise. But, uh, but again, it's a very long range in some cases before these projects can be put on a, a capital improvement plan. We also have a process for streets, don't we? And aren't we changing that just a little bit? I mean, a, a process for improvement um, on how, uh, what do we call it, the pavement improvement plan well, or something? Th well, there, there's, there's a number of programs yeah. that take place. We, we look at our PACER ratings, which is really the quality of our streets and identify them just generally speaking as poor, fair, or good. Um, so we take into account all of those evaluations that are done. We take into account what the best method for repair of a street could be. It could be if it's if it's gone, essentially it's it's uh, beyond the point of being repaired that it could be total reconstruction versus um, some of the the less intensive or perhaps we just grind the top, put a new layer down, um, and prolong the life of them, which is a much less expensive prolongs the life of a road. Um, so all of those are, are factors that are taken into account as we prepare that capital plan. And then the one that you mentioned, of course, Madam Mayor, is the cost and the money that's available to us. Um, we have money that's collected from taxes. We're blessed that um, there are road millages that are uh, considered by our community every other year um, that they have renewed for a period of time. So those funds all go into, um, into that mix, if you will, in terms of figuring out what we can do. This is really just an opportunity for the community to make sure that something that they see is on the radar. Correct. Okay. And I, thought that, I think the deadline's the end of the month. Yeah, I was looking at the notice that I printed out, unfortunately, doesn't, uh, doesn't have that date on there. Okay. Oh, actually, it does say, I'm sorry, uh, request must be postmarked on or before November the 1st. So you're right, at the end of the month. Okay, thank you. Okay. Does that include sidewalks or is that a separate process? This, this is the same process that we use for sidewalks, but sidewalks are specifically sent out at a different time. Okay, because that's at the beginning of the year, if I remember right. Uh, it's, no, it's towards the end of the year as well, because okay. again, those feed into oh, our sidewalk program. To us at the beginning of yeah, the year. you see it a little bit later than we do at the staff level for those. 
Thank you. Okay. Any other new business? All right. Seeing none, we're adjourned. Our next meeting is October 23rd. This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov MCTV. We hope you enjoy the following presentation.